Seeking success? Conviction is crucial. Conviction is the attitude that sends out a message of true leadership and expertise to everyone in your orbit. No wonder it's so vital to your success. Here's how to harness the power of conviction in your professional life on today's episode of Mission Work Optional. This is Mission Work Optional, sponsored by True Wealth and Company. Your mission is to secure your family's investment legacy, create a work optional lifestyle, accomplish all items on your bucket list, and ensure your money outlives you. And now, here's this week's mission with your host, Brian Sarf of True Wealth and Company. So, Sarf, you think we lost anybody there? Absolutely. Who, who do you think listening to this thing said, success, you want to learn more? Nope, I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> All six people in the cow listening are done. That's right. <laughs> Got enough of that. Welcome to Mission Work Optional. I'm Brian Surf. We are here every Tuesday at 5 a.m., and we hope you are too. You can find the Mission Work Optional podcast on iTunes, anchor.fm, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So seeking success, here are the key takeaways from today's show that we hope you'll pick up and put to work in your business, in your retirement, in your volunteer endeavors. But conviction results from having determination and I can do it attitude. Being well prepared is also very important. You have to have a strategy for success that just doesn't happen on its own. And then conviction conviction builds on itself, easy for me to say. You need to develop a little and then it just grows from there. As you have conviction over some smaller things and you build that conviction over time, and that feeds into helping you drive your success. And it's not a, uh, you know, a one-time thing, right? As you get success, you look at yourself. We do it every year at least. Where are we at today? Where, how, how, have we, how far have we come to our goals? And then you reset. And that's, that's what they mean by doing a little bit at a time. Make stretch goals, but make them attainable. Well, and your conviction, you know, it's self-reinforcing that you have conviction about a goal that you want to accomplish. And you go after it, and you accomplish that goal, and then you get the positive feedback that comes from accomplishing that goal, and then you have conviction about the next item you go after. And, and so you may start with something small, you may start with something big, but you continue to build on that conviction and build on that conviction, and that's your feedback loop to learn. And you're going to have failures along the way, right? You're not always going to be able to get everything you go after, but you have the conviction to go after it. If you fail, your feedback loop, you come around, you learn from your failure and study why I failed what happened, what went on, and then you come back out of the shoot again with conviction to go forward to the next step, the next action you want to take, and then you continue to go after what's most important to you that you want to be successful in. And if you talk to any good leader, they're going to tell you some of my best successes were my failures. The things that helped me learn the most was that I did, I tried something and it wasn't successful. Failure is not necessarily a negative thing as long as you have the conviction to look at why it failed, reset, and uh, redirect yourself. You know, I, I know from experience that the entrepreneurs that are on top of their game, that they just have an air of sureness, that they're in control, that they know what they want to go after. And in business situations, and you find it in a lot of parts of their lives, that they know what's important to them, they know what they're focused on, they know what their vision is. And they're going to go after it, and they gather a lot of people around them that are in a common pursuit of that goal to go after it. And then, like you said earlier, when they have that failure, they have to go in and they have to have a feedback loop to learn from it. What did I fail on? And then how did I fail? 
and what did I learn from that failure? And then that builds that feedback loop to, to rock and roll again. Yep, that's why you see so oftentimes really good leaders tend to be C students. You see people that maybe they weren't great in school and high school. They learn how to learn and adapt over the years, whether that be in college or when they come out. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs come straight out of high school and just start doing their thing and they stay focused. I think out of everything that you listed out there, having that focus, not trying to go after everything, but having something you're lasered in on. Well, the three components of conviction that are so important is the termination and the preparation and then that I can do attitude. And I want to talk more about each of those three as we continue to break down today about if you're seeking success in life, if you're a strategic partner of ours that works with business owners, you know, this is a great episode to share with them that they are seeking success. They, they want to go after what's most important to them. And we all know a lot of these things that are in here, but it's just a great reminder to hear it again, that to give you the confidence that what you're going after that matters to you matters to the people around you. And if you fail, you only fail if you quit trying and you just got to get that feedback loop and come around and shoot out of there again. None of it's rocket science, but it always it's great to have something that you come back to annually and you just refresh your memory and, and you reset. So the five primary characteristics of talented business people are, number one, radiate a strong sense of purpose. What are your goals? Why are you there? What are you trying to accomplish? And I said business person, but Brian, you said it several times, our retirees, if you're helping out at a charity, anybody, any role, what are you radiating as your strong sense of purpose? The next is take command of a situation when you need to. I think that it's, this is a balancing act. Depending on where you are in the organization you're working in, you need to know at times that you need to grab the reins and take control and command the situation. You also need to know how to temper that. Any good leader knows that at times, you've only got so much time in the day and only so much that you can focus on. There are times you need to let the people around you struggle a little bit. That's called being a good husband and knowing when to shut your trap and let your wife run the show because she's a hell of a lot better at it than you are. Absolutely. And just leave it alone. And parenting's a great example, right? We all struggle with it. You don't want to see your kids struggle, but sometimes that's the greatest lesson they can learn. So know when to take command of the situation. A successful person's going to convey the impression that they know exactly what they're doing. And how do you do that? That boils down a lot to preparation. It's pretty hard to convey a strong impression if if you are about an, a millimeter deep on the subject. And that goes back to focus. Got to focus to convey that impression. Be calm and collected. Any athlete, most people can relate at some point in time they were in sports or activities, uh, plays, what, what have you in school. Staying calm and collected is a massive characteristic of a good leader, good indicator of maturity. And then the last, project fearlessness. You are not going to be a good leader if you go in with an attitude that I'm not sure, or geez, I think this is going to be really hard. It's hard because it's something that nobody else has done. If you're going to be a good leader, absolutely, it's hard. You need to have the fearlessness, the confidence, and the expertise to go in and say, dang it, we're doing this thing. Let's go ahead. Let's not worry about failing. If we have a hiccup, we're going to self-correct. But those are five solid characteristics of good business leaders, Absolutely. Good, good leaders in general. Well, you, you can find it from, if you find a successful business person, find a, a successful entrepreneur, find somebody successful in anything they're passionate about, any work, 
any charitable pursuit, any volunteer that they're doing, you're going to find those characteristics and the best leaders that all five of those are present with them and are consistently there as just shining examples of how you are able to to get things done. And we can also always become better leaders. So we're not, maybe we are good in three of those and we know we need to work on two of them. Find out where your strengths are, raise that level, and then reassess everything and become a better leader. So let's talk about, for conviction, building block number one is determination. So determination is that it's your, your resolve, it's your motivation to excel, that it's your commitment internally to yourself, it's your commitment to those around you, and it's just that desire to that you have goals that you set for yourself, that you want to achieve them, that are important to you. And so that fundamental determination is what's going to feed that conviction to go after those action items that are most important to you and those goals that you want to accomplish for your business and for yourself that you want to go out there and tackle and and really grasp. What we find is that the top three reasons, the top three biggest reasons why successful business owners want to be wealthier, 93.9%, so you're able to pick two out of three here, 93.9% said, take care of loved ones. That's, the, that's the, the biggest reason why successful business owners want to be wealthier. Number two is they want to be meaningfully more supportive of charitable causes. They want to give back. They want to make some change and create some ripple effects you know, that can be felt for a, a long run. And then the last one picked was they want to change the world for the better, that they want to make a big change and an impact. That's hard to do, to change the world. And there are some that are phenomenally well-equipped to do that and who have. And we'll continue to see more and more entrepreneurs that that are are able to go after that lofty goal and actually make it a reality. And that comes from having that determination that's feeding their conviction of what they're trying to accomplish and the change that they're trying to make in the world. If successful people were simply identified by how smart they were, everybody that uh, struggled in school would not be successful. Determination is the number one factor. You talk to any good leader and your willingness to hammer away and not get dejected because you may not have immediate success. And I think that's one of the things we see nowadays where, where parents are worried about the immediate gratification aspect, building that ability to overcome those, uh, those bumps in the road and stick to your guns and, and continue to make progress is huge. It is. Book smart is, is a great thing. Mm-hmm. I was interviewing uh, Dr. Troy Burns on Grill Nation a few months ago. And he said, being a doctor is nothing more than having a strong backside to be able to sit in a chair in the library for a long time and to be able to memorize a ton of terms. And he goes, yep. and then I pass my exams and I'm a doctor. Sounds pretty simple. Yeah. It sounds, I did not do that. Yeah, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I said. I go, I go oh, it's really that easy? Yeah, Fantastic. Right, well, let's yeah, just sit well. around and learn stuff. <laughs> the, but the conviction, the, the determination, all of those pieces feed into it. So building block number one, determination. Building block number two is the I can do attitude. Your fancy word is self-efficacy. Who uses that in conversation? It's the I can do Come attitude. On, man. Yeah. I use that all the time. You yeah. know me. I've heard you Captain rattle that sophisticated. Off. Yeah. So it's the I can do attitude. You know, that, that I can go out and I, I can accomplish this. I can do this. And you have to have a high degree of an I can do this attitude. And you got to know what you're good at. And you have to know what you're terrible at. And you have to be able to delegate to other people that are better at the things you're horrible with. I mean, that's one of the best lessons I've learned from Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach is know what your unique ability is, know what you're great at, 
and do that as often as you can. And the stuff that you're not good at, do not spend time navel-gazing figuring out how you're going to be better at that. Find somebody who's fantastic at that other skill and hire them, employ them, have a contract with them to do that for you really well. And that just strengthens your company, your brand, and your service, and you can move on to do what you're good at. And when you look at successful companies or organizations, what you find is you don't find a lot of people that are the naysayers that uh, that that are negative personality types. You tend to see that groups of people that are highly successful, they've got that positive mental attitude. That doesn't mean that they're clueless and doe-eyed. They, they do look at the pros and the cons of things, but it ties into determination. If you don't have a positive mental attitude and I can do attitude, how determined are you gonna be? Well, it feeds it, determination. Well, and, and it has to be there because when you're in settings where you have to continually embody that supercharged aspect of your personality that I'm going to, I can do this, that leads you through the times when they're, when it's really draining and really discouraging. And that can do attitude is what keeps you from failing, keeps you from giving up, keeps you from walking away that you're able to continue to walk through the darkness and, and come out on the other side of the, and the light as you achieve what's most important to you and you don't give up. And they know from their conviction that it's just an excellent chance that they're going to be successful at the end of that journey when times are tough. You know, when it's winter, you have to think spring because spring always follows winter. And, and sometimes winter can be a month long. Sometimes it's five months long. Sometimes in the business world, it can be a year. But you got to continue to fight through that and know on the other end of it is a better outcome and stay after it. Absolutely. Building block number three, preparation. It's hard to think that good things come from being prepared. Isn't it just lucky, you know, as they say, uh, that things just happen by chance, that it's all just luck. You know, people who are successful in life are just lucky that they were not prepared at all. I would Uh, tend to say that the people that have that attitude probably did not meet criteria number two of (laughs) self-efficacy. They're the negative mindset, and they probably don't have a heck of a lot of determination. To me, what luck really is, so luck to a to somebody who's on the outside looking in that sees and go, oh, they're lucky. What it really is is that you were prepared and then you saw an opportunity and you took advantage of that opportunity because you were prepared. And to somebody not in your world seeing it what you do, they're like, oh, they're lucky they were in the right place at the right time. But you were prepared for that opportunity. You grasped it. You brought it in. You put a plan together, and you went and executed it, and it worked for you. It's not that you were lucky. You were fortunate, but you were fortunate because you set the foundation of being prepared, and that created the opportunity for you to succeed. Well, and the higher the stakes. So, you know, if you're going to go out and mow the yard, you know, we don't need to be overprepared here, okay? Oh, man, sunscreen, come on. We don't have to walk, you know, we don't have to walk the entire yard for every stick and rock that's out there in the yard. (laughs) You know, we don't have to get out the metal detector and make sure that it's all clear. You know, you don't have to go through and overdo the yard prep, although I know there are some that do. I hear from my dad, my grandfather was that way, that he had to check the oil, check the spark plug, check the tires, check the nuts and bolts, clean everything up, make sure it's gassed in there, walk the entire yard for everything, you know, a little OCD, and then you could mow the yard. Where today, you just get the doggone thing out of the shed and go rock and roll. And if you see something in the yard, why turn the mower off and go get it out of the way? You don't run over it. (laughs) When I'm driving along, if the dogs have left a tennis ball or something in the yard, I just don't blow over it. I stop 
and I move it out of the way, and I keep mowing. And, and it's worked for 20 years pretty well. It's good to be an adult. I know it is. Give, it to, give that mower to a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> Bam! Whatever was in the way is uh, yeah. now mowed. It's gone. Yeah, hey, the dog bone is mowed, Dad. Thanks. But also being prepared that it lays your groundwork, that the, the strategy and all the long-term goals that you want to accomplish can be built upon. It removes a lot of the stress. If you're going to build a high-rise there's a lot of planning that goes into that. There, <laughs> there is, better a, be. you know, there's a lot of architectural work. There are a ton of blueprints that go through. You got to s- secure your foundation. You've got to get all the permits. You have to make sure you have all the right materials. You need to have all the engineers that are involved to build that building. Then you have to do all of the electricity and all the plumbing and all the sewers and on and on and on to get that high-rise built. And that those take a long period of time to put that together. That's the same thing as building a successful business. It's no different than building a high-rise. It's just with people and ideas and things that you want to accomplish. But you have to have those long-range plans laid out, and you have to be prepared. And then you also need to have your plan B and plan C if plan A doesn't work of what what are you going to do when you get to that fork in the road and the fork to the left is closed. And you can't Mm -hmm. go that way. You know, do you have a right fork or do you need to develop some other alternatives and know how to think on your feet or get your team back together to plan? what that next step is. Mm -hmm. So today's show, we talked about seeking success. (laughs) That conviction is crucial. Uh, That you have your your three building blocks for success is the determination, that the I can do attitude, and your preparation for driving the success that you want to create. Any thoughts in closing, Mr. Paulson? Uh, We had a uh, podcast a few, I think it's now a few months back. It's amazing how time flies, but it was talking about setting goals. I would encourage anybody that found this conversation valuable, go back and listen to that because that can really help you with the preparation part. If you like this content, then, then that'll be a great one for you to listen to. So the key takeaways from this show were conviction results from having determination and an I can do attitude. Number two, being well-prepared is also important. You need a strategy for success. And number three, conviction builds on itself. You develop a little, and it will grow from there. Thanks for listening to Mission Work Optional from True Wealth and Company. I'm your host, Brian Sarf. With me this week is... Brian Paulson. We'll be back next Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Be sure to spread the word about this podcast to your friends and family, and don't keep us a secret. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, and don't ever forget, invest wisely, save early, so you too can make work optional. You've been listening to Mission Work Optional with True Wealth and Company. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com or call us at 913-653-TRUE. That's 913-653-8783. All matters discussed during this program are for informational purposes only. This podcast in no way shall be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents in any other state than Kansas or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Advisory and insurance services offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. 